It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottom. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, the weather outside is frightful, but this podcast is so delightful. It's about to be 15 below, so let us show, let us show, let us show. Yeah, we should be one of I the... I just made that up off the cuff. I, I really do believe that, yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> Good job. Um, Thank you. Thank you. We should be the one of the few things that's working in this state right now, I think. Um, <laughs> Why? What happened? Uh, either way. We'll get into all of that. I'll say thank you, first off, everyone, for joining us again for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports, or at least another week of Wisconsin sports, and... Uh, we want to remind you, before Aaron has to remind me halfway through a show, uh, that uh, you can find this show on Twitter. It's at ScottyJohnnyPod. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. At the beginning of the show, I tell you, I'm the not-so-humble host. That's what I am on Twitter, at not-so-humble host. And Aaron, I know you're on Twitter. Where do people find you? I am. I, I am. You can find the uh, toxic zone that is the Aaron Flottam Twitter I should really go erase some of those at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk. That's where you can find me. Perfect. All right, everybody. Uh, we have plenty of things to get into, I guess. So we'll, we're just going to go right into it right away. We're going to do a very short opening, I guess, and just start with our main event. Starting things off with the main event. Aaron, can we start with something other than Packers? I guess I, there isn't a way to do it, is there? There's just no way to do well, that. I mean, huh? we may as well. I don't watch football. What happened this weekend? I just it does just go over I, the parts not, that were the it's, most. It's not, it's not a sport. I, I've never been into football that much, so Good. I mean, I didn't watch any of the games. I hear that uh, Josh Allen did okay. Yeah, he looked great. Um, and he should have yeah, won. He, he really should have won. won. And God, that, I really kid. Feel for moxie Buffalo. and his arm talent is unbelievable on the the yeah. buffalo fans i just want to see them get something i guess you know like it's been a while you know when and and i and i don't don't get me wrong i'm not wallowing in like their in their loss like i wanted buff i wanted it to be the packers buffalo in the super bowl oh yeah um yeah i really really did that or or even cincinnati packers one of the two just for yeah you know, toss it up a little bit. Now, now I'm a full flat. Now I'm full on Cincy fan. Going for the Queen City mocked. Kitties. That <laughs> that uh, yeah that uh, that that Burrow kid's got some moxie, man. Holy smokes! Like you can take a hit and keep going like nobody else. Or nine but, hits, uh, repeated hits, yeah, just constantly I mean, getting tackled. That poor Josh Allen, man. He thought he won that game twice. Scored a touchdown at the two minute warning. Had to go back out and score another touchdown. I mean, they put up 24 points in less than two minutes in that game. Mahomes yeah. had 188 yards after the two-minute warning. Yeah, and part Isn't of it's crazy. Just, yeah. And Allen, man, that dude was throwing ropes. That first touchdown that should have won it at the two-minute warning, he knocked his receiver on his ass because he threw it so hard. Yeah. <laughs> but right, it was right on. He didn't have a choice. We can feel sad enough for other teams. Let's feel yeah. sad for our team right now, and we'll get into I'm that. Avo yeah. I'm avoiding and denying, I John. Know. I know. It's just the things that, uh, that, that get me the most. Um, Aaron Rodgers just didn't play. He just didn't. He kind of quit on this team in this game. There's no other way to he put played, it. He played, he played the first five minutes, John. And then he decided he was going to do it his way. And what right. I mean by that is he decided, I'm not going to run the offense anymore. And if you're watching the All-22, he stopped running the offense. I mean, he literally did. The, the one towards the end, right before they punted, tie game, he's throwing into double coverage. Why is he throwing into double coverage? Well, because they weren't covering anyone else. I guess... DeGuara was kind of covered off of a block and then slip out that he was trying to do on a dump out route. But um, Alan Lazard is wide open in the middle field with nobody within 10 yards of him. 
Like literally, I'm not even, I am not exaggerating to you. He is ridiculously wide wide open, well past the first down and is likely able to run to field goal range until he's touched. Like seriously, it's ridiculous how open he is. Nobody gets that open in the NFL and he is. Also, um, St. Brown, EQ was had his guy beat and no safety help. He was just streaking down down the left side of the field, wide open. Lead him down the field, it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing is Aaron Rodgers quit on this team and decided that he was just gonna show some hero ball and just really quit on the offense and killed this team. Um Well, and his body language and apathy was very obvious by before halftime. Yeah, it was it got ridiculous. It was, it was as if he got a message from Shailene saying, oh, our plane tickets got bumped up to 1015. <laughs> you need to get out of there a little bit earlier. The the and other God, thing. God knows. God knows. Cabo doesn't come to you, John. Yeah. Cabo I, I guess come to you. it hasn't yet. <laughs> I haven't gone to it either. But uh, you know. the other thing is there, there was no prep. I don't understand any part of this game plan. It seems like the defense one just fantastically okay and the thing is if you look at that thing if you're watching it it was individual wins it's kenny clark it was preston smith it was um well gary had himself a a game and they did all of that that was winning one-on-one battles they the defense did that but they were not being put in positions that were imaginative or smart like we had we had at one point preston smith lined up in the slot on george kittle Line up in the slot. He is like seven yards off the line of scrimmage standing there like he's going to do something when the ball is snapped. There's no plan on defense. And it, it just happened to work. Also, too, I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. It made me mad to look at it. I, I don't – I'm sick of people on the Packers taking the blame for themselves and saying it was their fault, especially when it's someone like Rashawn Gary. What was it? He said, Rashawn Gary said, let me pull it up here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll, I, we'll start off. Bad. Matt LaFleur starts off with, you know, the good leadership of saying this is on me. This is on me. Doesn't throw any player on the bus. And that's leadership from your head coach. But you could have had a better game plan to get us ready for this. LaFleur deserves that's, a decent amount of this blame as well. But yeah, not Gary. That's that's the end of anyway. So Gary came out and was apologizing about his lackluster play. I said this without hyperbole early in the game last night. And I said, I'm, I'm trying to say this without hyperbole because I'm speaking one of the best ever. Sean Gary was doing his best Reggie white impression, man. He's throwing he was, the tackle he, around. He was just throwing people around. And actually he was doing just fine until he got leveled by Trent, Trent, Trent Williams on that one play that he kind of disappeared for a quarter. And then he came back and was just fine. But uh, he got just leveled by when they were running uh, that, Trent Williams on like lead block. Oh, on the lead, but yeah. Oh my God, some of those plays. He hit that one the right side of the line and blew five people out of the way. Trent Williams is a big boy to go on full speed. Anyways, um, no, Rashawn played great. Um, the, the defense played great. They gave up six points. Yeah, that's it. They and played they well, didn't. Yeah. They they only really gave up one bad drive, and that happened to be the last drive of the game. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I, I, it just. <sighs> And yeah, you're right. It was it was hero ball. That 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 was not the offense that was being played two weeks ago. And you know, I said it. I said it right off the bat. Two weeks, you know, when everyone was like, "Oh, they can't play week seven or week 18, You know, and I'm, and I'm like, on the contrary, I, I hope they play because otherwise they'll be rusty. And and maybe that was a little bit of it too. Both number one seeds got knocked off yesterday, or this last on Saturday. Yeah, and um, at number two, only one home team won. But you know, right. the two seeds played last week. Right, exactly. But so, I mean, both the Titans and the Packers both played sloppy. And yeah, it was hero ball. It looked like McCarthy era football out of Aaron Rodgers. Just yep. and just forcing it to Devontae. Just absolutely forcing it. Um, and notice one thing we haven't even brought up yet. And this is it. And I got into our, uh, a little bit with a friend of the show, Pete, um, when we were talking about special teams. And, he's, and I said, you can blame special teams all you want. And he says, I will. I will bless you. And I'm like, I, you, sh- you can, but d- even with all the special teams guffaws, they still only scored seven points on offense. Yeah. And the thing you is, know, or sorry, 10 points on offense technically, but you know, <laughs> it's one more touchdown would have won the game. 
Like that's all it would have taken. And that one touchdown could have been that streaking Lazard you were just talking about. Or how about this? Don't underthrow Aaron Jones when he's streaking down the right side just before halftime. So he has to turn around and catch it because that dude was right open down the side and should have scored. Yeah, part of that's on Jones. Or score, at, or, or score after he gets down to the 10 or wherever they were. Like, there wasn't – the San Francisco defense is good. It's not that good. It's not that good. No. That, that's, it's, not, and, it's, 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 not, it's not 10 points good. It's no. 20 points good. Maybe, yeah. But 20 points would have won it easily. Well, and here's where Going you get away. It. You get it by blocking the extra point in a reasonable fashion. Or, the, you know, the field goal that they kicked. That they got blocked, uh, and, and you look at it. And you went back and look at the stills of it. The left side wing is like f- three yards off the line of scrimmage. He's not touching the guy on the end of the line. There's a gigantic gap. He took out the edge rusher and left the guy to his inside. It's unexcusable. And and the the rule for for punt blocking you know, was always is like head up or outside, or head, no head up or inside. Okay, so like for the center, you know, you head up inside. You, you just gotta get that guy right there, and. He's sitting there and he's just like, I got this guy coming through the gap inside of me or the guy outside. And he blocked the guy on the edge. He blocked the far outside guy. That's the guy, you know, the way you, you handle the guy on the outside is you get the snap and the kick down quickly so he can't get through. You don't spend your time blocking that guy. And we blocked that guy and let the closer guy through untouched. It was an unexcusable lineup that and that the coaches allowed it to just keep going on that way. And that nobody corrected the guy standing just in the middle of nowhere, waiting to block somebody who wasn't involved. And then the punt block. I mean, that is a 10-point swing from special teams. You cannot have a negative 10-point swing on your special teams. It's this, it's a ridiculous thing, and it's terrible. But right. Aaron but Jones catches that ball. Aaron Jones catches that ball. If he runs down the sideline, if he takes an angle to the pylon, he's in. Mm-hmm. What was he doing? I, I have no, I can't explain it. Watched it 20 times, probably. For no reason, he cuts back into a safety who is, they're both at one point at the 50 yard line at the same time. Aaron Jones goes to the pile and the other guy is going, someone's like, well, he's got the angle. Like, no, he doesn't. Because if you ever looked at a triangle, it's like, you know, you got a right triangle and you got the one, mm-hmm. the hypotenuse is longer than, than that one leg. It's longer than those two legs. It's like, nope, nope, that's not going to be. He's not catching him. He's not, except and for, it, 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 and then gets tackled and in bounds. And, and and to think, and tackled in bounds too. And to think that you know, like, well, it's unreasonable for him to, you know, he caught it, you know, and then got hit in the upfield. This is a dude who makes multi. I mean, I've watched this dude make ten people miss on a run, yeah. and he can't make one safety miss oh, in the he open didn't even field. Have to make him miss. He just had to run down the sideline and say, like, if you're going to tackle me, right. I'm going out. Like that's what's going right. to happen here is if you're going to get to me. It's going to be pushing me out of bounds at the five or I'm going to Something. score. And what he did was then, he got tackled deep. Uh, where did he get tackled? Like the 30 or 25? And then they couldn't get in. What an incredible and then, waste. And then, back, and then back to your special teams. Yeah, I mean, they were terrible. They absolutely they were. They really were. Again, still unexcusable that the offense, you know. So special teams doesn't give up a, a blocked field goal and doesn't give a blocked punt. You expect to win 10 to 3. I mean, it's yeah. that's that's not acceptable. Like, I mean, that'll win a game. Don't get me wrong. It we, won a Super Bowl for the Patriots two years ago. We would have been very mad with it, but we would have been playing three. next week. You know? Right. We would have won, but at the same time, it's like you can't expect to score 10 points on offense and right. win a game. And, but to bash on the special teams, which I'm going to, um, it's, it's as if they don't know what they're doing, John. Yeah. And uh, they've been called out for it for literally months now and they have people who don't know where to line up they don't have enough people on the field at the last play the yeah, most important right. play of the season they only after a timeout only had 10 guys on the field to try and block that last field goal aaron when, when you were in high photo school con- ball, fo- photo confirmed aaron when you were in high school were you on a field goal team were you on a John, special I, teams when you were in, in high school sports john i kicked the ball yeah. So, I mean, like, and I returned the ball. <laughs> if somebody just tells you, they're like, hey, we need first team kick return. Everybody mm-hmm. know who's on first team kick return when you were in high school? 
Well, John, to be fair, I only had 19 kids on my team, so it wasn't that hard. Yeah. <laughs> you, never, you were on the I've, field every if you were a freshman, you were on the field every single play. <laughs> I've coached and, how, however, however, comma. Yes, I understand what you're saying. We had we had somebody counting every time. Somebody's counting every time you're getting out there on the field. Especially coming out of timeout as the coach, I counted every time. I would, I would, well, tap, how about, I would I mean, every there, there's, there's actually, there's actually a coach who does nothing but special teams who should be counting on the way out. I mean, I don't think, <laughs> I'm not sure Murray Strayton has been at a game. I can't prove it. I don't know that he's called a play. I don't know. He's I done anything he, on this team. He's, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like when your players are consistently can, in the I, wrong place and consistently making the wrong choices, the same wrong choices over and over again, you aren't coaching them. John, it's been a problem literally all season. Yeah. And if there's one fireable offense on my, on Matt LaFleur, it is this problem was known and they chose to just not address it. Well, they did. They went and got that yeah. one returner from Seattle yeah. who played a game and then we never saw him again. We didn't even activate him off the practice squad for the game. Um, right. Yeah. So this is the other things. So in terms of this, my concern is, the first reason, I mean, like, I don't fall in love with coaches right away. You know, so like, okay, let's see what goes on here. Uh, I, I, I liked McCarthy. I was, I was hopeful, but I didn't really get on board with him until after he fired all of his friends and brought in capers. Okay, yes. because that's a thing coaches don't do. They don't fire their buddies. They, no. they, they want to keep it. No. In there with their buddies. That's that's why they got it, into coaching. It's, it's a country club. Friends. The NFL's a country. NFL NFL coaching carousel is a country club. And McCarthy that's had like, never worked with Capers before, and he fired his friends to bring in a guy because he wanted to win. I was like, this is gonna be great. And and, I mean, and look, and 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 there was this wonderkin group in Washington of McVeigh, um, Shanahan, and Lafleur, mm-hmm. who. When all three of them got hired, it was like, oh, my God, this isn't going to work. Oh, all these new age kids, blah, blah, blah. They're the three most winning, winningest coaches in the last five years in the NFL. Like, they're, you know, it's, but they, because, you know, it, it, it's that's it, it's that they don't. I mean, within within but, minutes of the Vikings firing Zimmer, they were already talking about. Well, is Dan Quinn going to be interviewed? And of course, he's being interviewed by everybody. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Dan Quinn had a shot at coaching. In Atlanta, and now some people point at Belichick and go, "Well, Belichick screwed it up with the Browns." Belichick is a very, very small sample size of any kind of coaching. Well, you know, be careful. He's too. one of a kind. You know, Dan Quinn. We know what Dan Quinn's capable of, but it's just like, just within minutes, it's like we're going to just hire said offensive or defensive coordinator. You make you know you make fans happy by hiring someone they know. But here's the thing yeah. that gets me is like Lafleur had Petten fired the guy he didn't know and brought in a buddy. It's like the opposite yeah. of what what should have happened there. You're like you fired the guy who was here, go out and find the best guy. He basically just went out and got a guy he'd already worked with, who he felt comfortable with, who ran a crap defense and was saved by the fact that Gutenkunst put together an incredible mass of talent. Yeah, he did. just did, and that's that's the only thing. Like seriously. Everything that happened on the defense, you should credit Gutenkunst for because it's Rasul Douglas breaking up that first down throw on what should have been a fumble. It's you know Gary making those big plays. It is having Campbell out there cleaning up things. That's what saved this defense. It is the picks no, the, the and Packers, the team building. Gutenkunst did nothing but put the Packers uh, team and coaches in a position to win with an amazing lot of talent, if only yeah. for one year. Yeah. So that's that's where I put like my my positive spins on this is Gutenkunst did a great job of getting talent and people in places. Rodgers wouldn't throw to wide open receivers. The defense wasn't called well, but the players carried it through it and did well despite the the plan that was put in place. And the special teams don't know what they're doing. That is the one thing I guess Gutenkunst should be looking to is looking at those people on the bottom end of the roster, the back end mm-hmm. guys who are going to be your special teamers, the gunners. Um, you know, the, the guys who are the blocking on the edges on your, your team, your, um, your punt block or things like that. Do you keep guys who are special teamers over guys who are, you know, like the Jeff Janis, who was not going to be a great receiver for you ever. He just wasn't, right. but he was a really good gunner. 
keeping yeah, Jared Bush, who was receiver. a super average gunner, and everybody loved him, but he was not that great a gun. He never knew where the ball was going on a punt. Just admit it. Just watch film. He never knew where the punt was going. Um, mm-hmm. He was fooled by it every time. It was amazing. <laughs> like The punt is, is, is bouncing around to the 10. He's still standing flat-footed next to the guy pretending he's about to catch a ball. Like everybody knows he's not, and he never once changed. Right. Even people are like, "That's super disciplined." You're like, "Right for a high schooler, this is a professional football <laughs> player. A professional football player, yeah. you run, you take one glance up at the ball, and then back to the guy who's catching it. Take one glance up just to make wow. sure he's not messing with you. Especially like when you get down by where he is, you don't have to keep waiting for him to catch it. You could actually look up for the ball because he's already called fair catch. What are you doing? I don't know." He's overrated, but he, I mean, like, wow. still having guys who can make those plays, guys who could cover mm-hmm. a kickoff because we were terrible at it again. Like, we almost gave well, up two kick returns for touchdowns. Well, John, I I hate to bring this next part up, but uh, I hope I hope you like those kind of players because that's the kind of players we're going to have next year on the Packers with the salary cap hell they're about to endure during this off season because this team that was out on the field on Sunday. It ain't coming back next nope. year. It's going to be a shell of itself. And, uh, yeah. Or it's going to be different, think... at least. Like, that's that's all you can say is several guys will be gone. Um, which guys? Yeah. My guess is. Z- Honestly, God, I hope they cut some people and keep Devontra Campbell around. I got it. I wish, I wish, I wish Gutenkus would have nailed them on a three year deal right off the bat. <laughs> right. Like, um, like, seriously, like him and Rasul. Like, I mean, there's your two. Defensive MVPs outside of Clark and Gary. Yeah. And my guess is Preston and Smith probably can't be kept. Or, you know, Preston Smith and Zadari Smith probably can't be kept at these rates. Oh and God. we're going to have to go with Gary Smith and someone. He a sack on his first play of the year, by the way. We got to bring that up. Well, he played in week one, which was a mistake. Well, he, he did play. Have. That's right. He played in week one. And then, yeah, sorry. His first play back, he got a sack. Yep. That was crazy. It's fantastic. Like, oh, in the first five minutes, I was, uh, I was happy, Aaron. Oh Don't yeah, it was wrong. great. Early on, it, it was, was great. It was like it was like oh, and the route is on, boys. Yeah. All right, I was we'll thinking, do... boy, could could this thing be forty-two nothing at halftime, like that Bears game? Should like literally, that's what was going through my head. Yeah, and okay. Martellus we'll... Bennett fumbles the ball, and it's all downhill yeah. from there. So I mean, so what we'll they're do gonna is... have to, they're going to have to they're going to have to shed some salary cap somewhere, and yeah. I, I really think Aaron Rodgers is going to be one of the big ones. Well, he's and... they're under the salary cap if they get rid of him alone. Right. 40 over right now on the projection. He's 46 of it. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) not going to keep Devontae, though. So it won't. Count on a lot of that going and saying, we're going to go with Lazard. We're going to go with EQ. We're going to go with MVS. And we're going to say we're going to run and scheme. And we're going to, I mean, I'd rather keep Tunyon than Devontae at this point based on the type of things we're going to have to do with you know, love at quarterback next year because I think he's he's definitely the one who's going to be the quarterback next year on this team. But yeah, we'll go into full. Well, and, and I mean, and, yeah. and I mean, if, and if Devontae's gone, I'm I'm not expecting him to stand. Well, they might have I mean, next year. They might have to stand pat on what they're doing because of the because of the. I mean, because because next year is going to be a shedding shedding cap year, no matter how you do it. Like yeah. it's it's going to be at least a, a semi rebuild. Yeah, you know. But uh, um, I, I would like to think that they'd bring in another receiving talent besides what they currently have on the team that just doesn't cost as much as Devontae. Um, yeah. And, and you can but, get some of that no, in the draft, maybe, too. Maybe Derek Carr's could be our quarterback, John. Yeah, no. No, I don't think they go that route. But either way, we'll do a full requiem to a season next week, and we'll, we'll <laughs> do all we can, and we'll, we'll be back we, to – Season focus well, next week. This week we're talking about everything that went wrong in this game and uh, lost to an inferior opponent. Just really did. I mean, I, I never thought I'd see the day where I'd cheer for the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not because I can't stand that. I, I I just do not like the 49ers. I don't either. I, just, I don't. There's I, I'm cheering. For, I'm cheering. I'm cheering for a Bengals Rams Super Bowl, John. I'm just cheering for the Bengals. That's the only thing worth cheering for is Joe Burrow. Joe Joe Burrow, man, that kid. All I think of him is him with the cigar after the national championship game with LSU. Yeah. Like, he's that dude. I'm for him. 
that is him. This is the Chiefs yeah. three years ago where they were exciting and growing and not right. Chiefs now where I'm like, I've seen it. I've seen it. And I don't care. Did you did you did you hear about McPherson before he went out on the field for that last kick to win the game? I uh, probably did, but I don't remember anything specific about it. Joe Joe Burrow said in his Sunday interview that McPherson uh, walked out on the field once it was apparent that he was going to be kicking what would be the game-winning field goal, gave the uh, gave the little leg swing that the kickers do when they go out on the field, turned around to the sideline and said, oh, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game, boys, and then walked out <laughs> on the field. What fun! Oh, and and, and he drilled. He there was no doubt on that kick. That was right down the middle. We're gonna watch ourselves 15, 15, 15 feet above the crossbar. Like he drilled that thing. The same kid who missed like five field goals against Packers, but but otherwise has been like an amazing so, kicker as a rookie. Yeah, I just love so, that though. Hey, so boys, Aaron, it's like we're going to the SC Championship game. The Bengals have been to two Super Bowls. Who did they play in those two Super Bowls? Do you remember? Well, they played the 49ers in '88. That was the Super Bowl with um, Boomer, yeah, Boomer and the 3D glasses at halftime. Yeah, yeah. The answer is San and Francisco Jeremiah, both Jeremiah. times. They lost yes, to San Francisco that. both. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, that the, the the 88 Super Bowl was when Joe Montana took over the ball at his own 10, and was reportedly reportedly got into the huddle and was so cool that he just. Everyone yeah, was in the John Candy. to start the play. He goes, hey, look, there's John Candy in the yeah. stands. And pointed out John Candy. He's like, all right, now we're going to run red 75, X-wing left, ready break. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love Joe Montana. Yeah. That's a heck of a team. Back before salary caps I, I when you could it. do teams like that. I, I, I'd take him right now. I'd take him right now. <laughs> well, he's pretty it, old at least, right now. At least, at least he would have not been apathetic on the field. We talked about this during the pregame show, John. Mm-hmm. Or the pre- pregame pregame show pre pre-show gaming that we do uh okay. whatever um you know what i'm saying um yep. com- comparing Favre's last game as a packer which of course was the nfc championship game lost i know that's i mean that's yeah. synonymous with end of packer seasons against the giants um where he threw the foot the the pick at the end of the game forcing it to driver right yeah when he had a dude wide open on the other the three guys um, wide open Three guys yeah. wide open, force it to driver, which, I mean, that's the same. But that game was colder than this game. And Aaron, Aaron Brett Fire's body language was better. Now, towards the end of that game, everyone's body language was terrible because what was it, like 25 below zero or something like that? And uh, uh, who's a, what's the coach? What was the coach of the Giants' name? Um, oh, I can see him. Tom. Coughlin. Yeah, Coughlin, Tom Coughlin's face Coughlin was from red, College. and the, the announcers were going, somebody needs to get that dude to the locker room because he's got frostbite. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, at least Brett Favre's body language was, through most of the game, like he wanted to be there. It got kind of cruddy towards the end, but yeah. Aaron Rodgers didn't look like he wanted to be there f- pretty much after the second drive. Yeah. And, like, it was a pain to go out on the field. And every every time, oh God, I gotta go play. That's what it looked like. And then yeah, and then he just went out on the field and just forced it to Devonte. Yeah, yeah, it was. He literally he, he Eric Cartman it. <laughs> he he literally <laughs> took his ball and went home and like I'm just gonna do it my way. I don't care. That's oh, what funny. was that play, Matt? Whatever. I'm not gonna do it. You know, whatever. Uh, Devonte just running out. The rest of you guys just run around. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Well, let's let's. And, and when your oh. leader, when your leader, who everyone who stood <laughs> behind, besides some really crappy situations this season, acts like that, the rest of the teams, the, the offense acted like he did, and maybe that's why Aaron Jones didn't run the right way, mm-hmm. you know, when he should have scored or at least gotten further down or out of bounds, you know, uh, and it just generally everybody looked on that offense off that first drive after that first drive, like their attitude went with Rodgers. And five three and outs. I mean, three and outs. Not just not just turnover on or punts. You know, not one first down and a punt. No, five three and outs, and they look terrible. I've never been more angry watching a Packer game in my life. The Seattle Seahawks game in 2014 that stunk because of how it ended, and that was just mad. Like, how did this happen? Kind of mad. I was angry at the end of this game because it was. Okay, here's what the Packers always do. I've been told that all Aaron Rodgers has 
to do is have a good defense and he will win Super Bowls because yeah. he's always been outscored by, you know, the other team scoring 30, 40 points. And, you know, he's still putting up five touchdowns. And so and and this is almost the exact same team, but improved that lost by five yeah. to Tampa Bay in the championship game last year. Yeah. It, it's a better team. And then t- this is what this is what you're going to give us. Yeah. This is as fans, you know, you're you get paid the way you do to entertain us. You know, we're fans, we're stupid fans. I get that. We, we shouldn't be running teams. Our input on personnel decisions, no, we should have none of that, right? They're professionals, that's what they do. But your whole job is predicated on keeping your fans happy. And that was an absolute disgrace from about 5 minutes in on. Like just absolute garbage. Uh lethargy and apathy on the offense ineptitude on special teams and a whole bunch of really good defensive players who are playing their hearts out and just couldn't do enough. Yep. And you know what? Blow it up. Keep some of that defense. Cause that defense is good. Keep as much of it as you can. There's some really good players on that defense. Keep that offensive Gary's line. Gonna, yeah. Gary Clark, uh, Gary Clark Jr., excellent Gary Clark. guitarist, by the way. Ooh. Gary Clark Jr., check out his music on YouTube. God, that dude can, he wails. Um, anyways, but Gary Clark, um, Jair, Jair Alexander. Stokes, you know, obviously. Stokes, obviously, because he's, he's a rookie, you know. And so, you know, and if you can somehow keep Devontae Campbell, I, I don't yeah. think they can. And then keep but, the offensive like, line. And yes. We'll see what Kylan Hill looks like next year, and we'll bring back AJ Dillon. And yeah, Jones has got two years left on his contract. Yeah, we'll get into all of that again I, next yeah, week. Yeah, you got, you got, you got, you got good <laughs> chunks left. But I mean, I, it's just don't. It's it's just there's there's something there's something there about Aaron Rodgers, and you know we go back and forth about this. You defend him some weeks, other weeks you're just you know, and sometimes you have to bite your tongue about some of the other crap he's saying. And it's like, no, that's my quarterback, whatever. There's something. And when he goes haywire, it pulls the whole team down. Mm-hmm. I mean, Favre did the same thing. But, I mean, it's just when when you don't have – I don't know. I'm All done. right. Come on, man. It's, All right. It's, it's All right. So – Obviously, as you can see, we've been I holding back things at the TV. John. I know. I I've know. never thrown anything at a TV in my life. I'm not that kind of no, fan. I, I was so mad. This game I was is so mad. Like, enough. Come on. What the hell? It's Guys, enough come on this week, Aaron. Let's oh, next week. We're going to start doing our Marquette Marquette for a season. And yeah, we'll, well, let's start with Marquette, too, because Marquette has been the hottest team in basketball in the last week. Yeah. Maybe not just maybe not all of basketball, but definitely in the Big East. They've been killing. Well, maybe all of basketball. They've been it knocking, might be. knocked down. It's Providence hard to say they are in Seton Hall. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's <laughs> no. hard to say they aren't. Yeah. So after you know they had that rough one at Creighton, they beat 16 Providence, Georgetown, DePaul, uh, number 20 uh, Seton Hall, number 11 Villanova, number 20 Xavier. Now they'll get Seton Hall and Providence again, unranked Seton Hall now. But then Providence, Villanova, Connecticut. So they'll get one game against a non-ranked team and then 17, 14, 20, all in a row. But you know what? They can win them all. um, It's just so great this week. Um, Sunday, when I didn't have to worry about Packers and stuff like that, and I really did not feel like watching football right away, Marquette was there early afternoon before all the football games, and it's fantastic. Um, They are high-energy they are everywhere on that defense. Um, the one problem they had with Xavier is Xavier had height. And mm-hmm. Marquette does not play a lot of height. Xavier went actually better when they went to a small unit and tried kind of matching in. Marquette does a good job of mixing in pressure and uh, forcing turnovers here and there as they go. I think they're second in the Big East in, in turnovers. And now they're third in the Big East after a really slow start. I think they lost their first three Big East games. Is that right? Yeah. Um, they lost to Xavier, Yukon, right. yeah. and Creighton, and then win six in a row. They're one game back of Providence and Villanova in, yep. in the Big East. And, and if I remember correctly, when I heard on the radio on the way home today, uh, Badgers are 11th in the nation now, and they're 22 in the nation. 22 think, is too be, low. 22 is too low for how good this team that, But, hey, I'm just happy they're in the high, top 25. Yeah. I think at least they're getting recognized, you know, slow start and all. But Absolutely. And then, of course, um, uh, as uh, a friend of the show, Pete, 
uh, pointed out uh, Justin Lewis, uh, Big East Player of the Week. Uh, listen to these numbers, John, against uh, – uh, at the time, 11 Villanova and number 20 is Xavier, 20.5 points per game, mm-hmm. uh, 10, 10 rebounds per game, and a field goal percentage of 50% and a three point percentage of 60%. Right. That's a, that's a, that's, yeah. that's good. That's yeah, good, no, John. He's, he's I mean, I don't know a lot about basketball. I didn't play it in high school, but I think those are good numbers. <laughs> those are great numbers. And remember, like, <laughs> yeah, and and remember too that you say like, well, that you know, compared to the program, the program plays eight more minutes of basketball in every game. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and they don't play any yeah. defense, which is different than college basketball. But yeah, no, he has and, been fantastic. And seemingly, and seemingly, way more timeouts too. Anyways. Right, and, and the other <laughs> things. I mean, Morcel has been fantastic. His offensive game continues to grow. He has been just a, a, an absolute blessing for this team. Uh, they've also been getting great play from Kolick out at the the uh, point guard spot. He, he had one or two plays that just I was like, y- "You're a little too high on your own on yourself, there, man." Like he had one where he dribbled through, got through everybody, and then did the like got the ball in his right hand across his body, bounced pass behind himself to the left, and he bounced past it directly into a, a Xavier player. I was like, "You didn't have to do the cute move. You could have just done a layup, and that would have been two points." <laughs> I was like. But he's been fantastic. Um, his his play with the ball is great. He he's got just he he maintains this offense. They run a very smooth set. They've been getting good scoring and playing fantastic defense. They're going to be a very tough out anywhere they go. Uh, their one weakness mm-hmm. is the height. They get out rebounded a ton, um, and the physical play sometimes can get them into trouble. But they, they've done very well. Prosper too, um, being inserted into the starting lineup and really starting to find a way to get extra points out, out of this team. Uh, this team has been fantastic, just fantastic to watch. You should watch them whenever they're on because it's, it's such a fun game. And they're going to have some big games coming up, like we said. Uh, Seton Hall at Providence, Villanova at, down at uh, Fiserv, and then UConn, Butler, and then we'll finish up here. We've got, what, jeez. Well, the last well, bit I mean, should be more so, fun. I mean, the the big the biggest perennial basketball powerhouse conference. It used to be way more of a powerhouse yeah. conference. It's been a little bit gutted over the years, but yeah. uh, and then of course, um, you know, ACC. But in recent years, the Big Ten's been a one of the more powerful conferences yeah. in basketball too. So I mean, that's that's what you're going to get in the state now between Wisconsin and Marquette is that you've got the one, two, you know, two of the best conferences, well, maybe the two best conferences for basketball in the country, top to bottom. Two of the three. So that, yeah, you know, two at least two of the three. You know, yeah. it, what it's them and ACC basically. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there's so, nothing else in the Pac-12 other than right now UCLA and USC. Oregon's been all right, I guess. Oregon's been pretty all right, but, but I'm just saying, like conference, conferences top to bottom. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think I think you know the Big Ten has become kind of a top to bottom very good conference lately. Yeah. Biggie's yeah. still holding on. Um, so, a couple questions for you, John. Um, mm-hmm. Number one: Has Marquette ever had a legit big man? Like well, in recent history, like I don't want you to go back seventies. Well, 80s, they had but... Garcia and Theo John just last year. And they totally misused them, uh, which is why well, the coach that, okay. got fired, and they so, both I mean, I they mean, both left. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> dominant, like because I mean, we all know um, uh, uh, Heat player Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, yeah, yeah not a big, I mean, but yeah, not a big. I mean, so Marquette's always had a lot of good guards, a lot of good guard play. It seems like um, I'll have to run that by a friend of the show, Pete, and. Uh, because he's big, he's way bigger on Marquette basketball. And then my <laughs> other question was, oh, I kind of rolled that together because my other question was, who are the best conferences in basketball? And we kind of answered that question. We looked it out there. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of good basketball. And I, I mean, and I, I've I've teased the idea. I, 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 as as someone from up north, like you know, I knew Marquette existed as a college team. Oh, that was my other question. Who has higher? Uh, uh, academic standards for the basketball players, John, UW or Marquette? My guess is UW because UW has, they use the UW entrance system as, you know, like you have to meet the same academic standards as anybody, which is why yeah. they've lost a couple of players like Diamond Stone, who went to Maryland, did so because he didn't actually qualify to get into UW 
and they don't have mm. an a-, a separate athlete entrance level. Whereas ah, got it. Maryland uses the NCAA standard, which is there's a, a threshold that you have to meet at least this much academic standard in order to get into a university. Maryland used mm-hmm. that standard. Wisconsin uses the standard it uses for all students. I don't know that Marquette right. does any differently than it does for any of its other students. I wouldn't think so. You got to think to keep up with the Big East, they probably have to. Well, the, the Big East, a lot of those schools are good schools. So I don't think they, they really I mean, have they are. To. I'm just saying maybe they have like a Big East standard. Or, I don't know. Another, no. Another, another, another question but for uh, UW is a better university than Marquette, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's my no, thought. I know. I know. But, <laughs> but, they're, but they're a hoity toity, high priced private school. Yeah. It's, it's a good school. Um, but so no, I growing up nor, growing up up north, you know, I always knew of Marquette. You know, I'm not dumb, but uh, yeah. you know, never thought of it. But yeah, I've been toying, really toying with the idea of trying to get downtown to see a, a mob game one of these days, just for the heck of it. So I think it'd be fun. Pfizer's cool, dude. Like it Pfizer's fun. Like it's, it's fantastic. And if and season being bucks prices are ridiculous now, <laughs> um, maybe it's going to have to be Mar- Marquette for just going downtown to have fun. So. Yeah. Um, and then yes, I think this. So, yeah, that and then the Badgers also playing fantastic. I, I put Marquette ahead because it's just the streak they're on has been so good. Uh, Wisconsin had yeah, a pretty fantastic streak going, um, but you know they lost to Michigan State this week. Michigan State just kind of took it to them in, in a very Wisconsin style game. It, it felt um, mm-hmm. they played a very physical uh I guess the the biggest thing that I, I remember throughout the game that I kept looking at is the way that they handled the picks at the top of the key really just set up Michigan State for so many good open shots and so many uh, chances to drive to the hoop that it made it hard for Wisconsin's defense to kind of be able to fight through some of that. Uh, Michigan State did a very good job of getting second chance points. And uh, Wisconsin just didn't make enough of their shots. And, I mean, they fought through to the end. They got it close. They got it down to six a couple times. Uh, down the stretch, but they were chasing them for most of the game. And it's just the, Michigan State had just more horses ready to go at that point and were more tactically sound in what they wanted to do. And Wisconsin wanted to do very much similar things, just did not execute at the level that Michigan State did. Michigan State was massively efficient in that game. Um, I said last week that I was glad there was at least one game between you know, Northwestern beating Michigan State and us having to play them so they could take it out of someone else. But mm-hmm. uh, they still looked mad. Uh, Michigan right. State still just that's the only loss they have on the year in the Big Ten. Wisconsin drops to six and two in the Big Ten, just a half game back. Uh, Illinois is tied with Wisconsin now. Wisconsin's going to get a little break here. Uh, next two games are going to be at Nebraska ball uh, and then Minnesota at home. Uh, so that's those are two of the four worst teams in the Big Ten right now, two and five Minnesota and 0 and eight Nebraska. Uh, then they'll get oh. they'll have to go down to Champaign Urbana and play Illinois, number 24 Illinois on the road, then Penn State at home and then Michigan State over in East Lansing. But that's gonna be kind of that rough stretch right there. those three games in the next well two weeks or so. Um, well, and then they go, got it goes, one it, go, it goes back to that tough conference thing too, you know like, it's now Michigan state is one of the better teams. And by the way, I don't think I've ever said it on this podcast, but Tom Izzo said one of the, one of the um, more profound things I've heard out of a coach, except for, <laughs> except for Andy Reed pulling out the, when things get grim, you gotta be the, the grim, grim reaper. reaper. <laughs> oh my God. That just put it, put it in Canton. Just, bronze that line but uh tom is tom is in the preseason uh early on in the season he was on jim rome and jim rome introduced him as a uh, national championship coach and tom even said something like he's like you don't have to introduce me as a national champion what was that like 22 years ago he's like he's like we haven't won anything lately (laughs) he's like everyone introduces me a national championship coach there's been he's like there's been 20 of them since then and jim's jim who's always good off the cuff kind of even had to backpedal like oh just trying to give you the due credence coach you know or something like that or sorry let me do my best uh, uh, just uh making sure to uh give you the uh proper uh credence and so <laughs> that that was a terrible jim rome but yeah, yeah. so caught jim rome and tim's like yeah it sounds like yeah i know i gotta 
I got to do something here. He's like, yeah, we've had some winning teams and some final fours, but he's like, I, he's like, he's like, this is a fantastic interview. I mean, like Michigan state bothers me. He's a good dude. When, when flip Sanders was dying over in Minnesota, he took time away from his team to be with the Saunders family and help out uh, the Tim Rolls organization. He's from iron mountain. He's a good guy. He's from iron mountain. He used to, he used to be roommates with mooch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a university that has this filled with just terrible things and horrible Tom people. Tom is only too, no. yeah, horrible people. Tom is only too bad. No, yeah. but because he's a Uber. He <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's things looking good here. There's going to be like a couple little stretches here. Wisconsin's got that little three game patch where they're going to have, you know, Illinois and Michigan, or Illinois and Michigan State again. Marquette's got, you know, these next four games and then should kind of peter out. They, they, the kind of an easier back end of the schedule here. So um, I think both these teams are, are bound to be top 25 for the rest of the year and are going to be easy ins, uh, possibly three or four seeds. Uh, I think at this point, um, we'll have to see how this all plays out, but we're very excited about how the rest of this will go. Um, in terms of the bucks, they, they had a couple wins this week. The big one, obviously the beating the bulls, which was a just gross game to watch in terms of basketball. Just, it, Nobody it was, doing it was, it was not. I mean, Chicago didn't even roll out a full team, and Grayson Allen did Grayson Allen things, and that yeah, was that was, was a terrible call. Like he went up to block a shot, he blocked it and got the arm, and then reached yeah. with the other hand to try to tap the ball away again and hit the other arm, and then Caruso falls over like the the weird bald clown that he is, and it's yeah, flagrant. Like he didn't hit him in the head. He didn't throw him to the ground. He's he's definitely only swinging at the ball. That's I've definitely seen flag. harder fouls on oh. Giannis that weren't called. I saw three sure. of them that game that were harder on Giannis. It's but, just terrible. But, 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 but Grayson Allen is a lightning rod, man. And we said this when he came to the team. We're like, well, now we got to embrace it. Like, he's one of ours now. Well, like, And I'm you know, not... I, I have throughout this year not been the biggest Grayson Allen fan. We were I was clear on that at the beginning. I mean, you were all on board. I am not a big Grayson Allen fan. That was not a flagrant. Like he was just trying to block mm-hmm. a shot and hit the arm. It's right. a foul. Right. It's just a foul. He fell to the right. ground because he's a goofy looking clown who can't figure out where his head is supposed to go at any given point. That's um, why he has the band. Yeah. That's why he has the band around it. That's actually he, a magnet that keeps him upright. He just, he just looks like that that guy you see at every YMCA. There's some bald he's, guy with a giant headband he who's like, here we go, guys, let's go. We're going to shoot the rock. I was like, shut up, man. You know, he's you're right. He does. He looks like a key and peel character, but yes, <laughs> that's exactly it. And you're just like, what is he <laughs> yeah, even no, doing out there? He doesn't look the part, but just, yeah, I, I, I mean, he's a good player. I, he had harder fouls against like Caruso yeah. had a harder fall on Giannis than what happened there. It's because he fell and broke his wrist. And he's going to be out now. But well, he finished it's, the and it's, game. And it's Grayson Allen. Every, and even Holly, who was watching the game, I was I was explaining to her who Grayson Allen was, and I showed her some clips from when he was at Duke and stuff like that. And and I explained, and then I showed her him I winning or yeah, he won the high school dunk contest because okay. everyone thinks he's a short white guy who can't jump. He can just shoot. Well, he can actually jump and defend as well, but. Um, so I was showing her all this stuff, like, here's this guy that, you know, nobody likes that he's on our team now. Um, and she goes, she starts watching the game. She goes, God, he does have a punchable face, doesn't he? And I'm like, yeah, does. yeah, he really, he he's got really a Duke does. face. He's got a Duke he, face. Yeah. He, I love Duke. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. The Bucks came out the very next day and, and also had a very nice game, but beating the, the Bulls. That was a, a much bigger win and, and definitely helped set the table a little bit better for the Bucks down the stretch here, hopefully. And right. getting them to, I mean, what they want to see is is what, what they can catch the Bulls. The East is so crazy with how tight everybody is right now. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks oh, hey, before, before right we move now. off the weekend, the Kings yeah. game, uh, friend of the show, Pete, uh, said to make, up, make sure to bring up uh, Halliburton from Sacramento. Oshkosh kid. Oh, I, I thought you meant like KBR Halliburton. That's I said, <laughs> like, I said the same thing to him. He's like, yeah, he's like, are they making guy, money off the player. bus? Well, he said that he said that Halliburton, he's Oshkosh kid, went to Northern Iowa or Iowa State, one of the two, and uh, uh, 
had a really good game, 20, a 20 and 10 game, and uh, said he got a nice ovation from the, the hometown crowd because he's a Wisconsin kid. And he's talking about Halbert. And I said, and uh, really good at bringing miles and miles of pipe into a, a destabilized <laughs> Middle Eastern country to pump the oil out of it, too. Boom. All right. Boom, shakalaka. Yeah, there's a, what are they called? There's a 2012 joke right there, everybody. Uh, <laughs> 2012 and a 2003 joke because I, what they've yeah, been true. KBR since. Yeah, yeah. Well, KBR is a subsidiary, yeah. but it doesn't much matter. Bucks are only I a mean, game out of first I mean, now in the East. They're a game behind right. Miami, who is now in front. Miami jumps mm. over the Bulls. Bucks are just a game back. They're half game back of Chicago and Brooklyn. Uh, who they've beaten both those teams recently? Cleveland's still hanging around a half game behind the Bucks. And then, I know there's yeah. there, there's like, there's lots of teasing talk on Twitter about how LeBron might try and take his talents back to Cleveland. <laughs> May as well, because yeah, he, yeah the, I mean, if he can pull it off, he's got a better team back there to work with. The Lakers but, are in eighth place in the West, behind the Timberwolves. <laughs> behind the Timberwolves, Aaron, that, that's got to feel good for Minnesota to hey, see the Lakers behind the, Minnesota. The, Timber, the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves have uh, two very good players. Look good on the Timberwolves. In Cat and, and, and uh, uh, Ant Edwards, Anthony Edwards is legit. It's living up to his first round hype, and uh, you know they got. Pat Bev, who everyone hates and should, you know, <laughs> but uh, I mean, they've, they've got a little bit of talent. They got a halfway decent squad there, you know, for the first time in forever. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Lakers are in sad shape, man. And, you know, LeBron, I, I've always kind of been a LeBron Bobo, kind of like how I'm a Bobo for greatness. I was always a Tom Brady Bobo, um, you know, who or Jeter Bobo, like, you know, they're, you know, Let's let's not take away from the greatness that they actually are, but I mean, <laughs> oh my God, that it this this reminds me when the Lakers had the geriatric center when they brought in Carl Malone uh, oh, and John Stockton for a short time. Yeah, oh God, who else and was on Howard that team? Was, wasn't Dwight Howard went out there. Dwight Howard's still on the team. He's oh, still he there. I'm talking about like ten years ago, like at the end of Mailman's career. That garbage yeah, piece of like, human being. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. I, I forget who was all on the. I mean, Steve Nash ended up on the Lakers at the end. Um, yeah, I think. And Malone and Nash. No, and, and, yeah, and, and then they and were all here, injured. Here we go. His his fifth mention, friend of the show, Pete, showed me. Uh, uh, there was uh, something on Twitter about players who, you know, who you don't, who the best games with teams that you don't remember. Patrick Ewing with the Sonics. Don't remember. Oh that. yeah, that's right. Yeah, at the end, there was a couple of them. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I completely forgot Stockton. I thought Stockton played his whole career in Utah. Nope, he finished with the Lakers. <laughs> you know, so, but but that's what this team feels like. This feels like those retread teams that the Lakers put together after Shaq had left. I think after, no, before after Shaq Gasol got there. Left. And Kobe oh. was very young and before oh. Gasol got there too. Okay, I was like, thinking the ones after those, that. Which were also kind no. Of weird. I'm thinking of the garbage ones before, like late '90s, like a lot of the '90s retreads, like trying to get their feet together, and the Lakers couldn't pull it off. And now it's the same thing. It's like it's you know, uh, LeBron mm-hmm. brought all of his buddies together that used to all be good with him, and it's just Russell Westbrook is embarrassing himself sometimes. It's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> well, it's going to be interesting because the top six teams in the East are only two and a half games apart. And the Bucks are yeah. right there in the thick of it. So it should be an interesting chase down the end. And then, then we'll get to the playoffs where I it'll mean, actually matter. If it keeps up hot like this and the Bucks just keep kind of treading water, which we said we have no problems with, yeah. I mean, it could get kind of serious towards the end. Yeah. Like the difference between I, – I, I don't think anyone's – I mean, maybe the Bucks turn it on here and separate themselves a little bit. But they've still been really, really good about like giving dudes nights off and taking time with injury stuff. And, um, yeah, yeah no. you know, Giannis didn't play Saturday night against the Kings. Yeah. Which know? is fine. So it's a good um, idea, which is fine, which is fine. And so, I mean, they're meddling around that fourth place thing, but man, if everyone keeps this tight, it could get dicey at the end. Like you just have a bad three game stretch and mm-hmm. you could fall from second to second to sixth pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be this tight, but yeah, it's, the East is tight, man. Yeah. It's all right. Hey, with, let, we're going to wrap up all that we've got here with the, the tight coverage or tight, tight series here. 
we're going to wrap Tight this like portion up. Yeah, and we're going to just uh, put the last couple things that we did want to fit into here. We're going to wrap it all up in a segment that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. Okay, first things that we want to get to, Wisconsin Wrestling had two uh, duels this, this last week. Uh, first one, they had number 13, Nebraska, in at the field house. Uh, they went oddly out of order. Nebrestling? Nebrestling. Doesn't work as well. Doesn't work as well as Nebraska Nebraskaball. But Nebrestling, I like it. Yeah, but the wrestling team is good, and Nebraskaball is not. Um, the wrestling yes. team, number 13 ranked Nebraska, came into Wisconsin, who was eighth ranked. Um, I haven't seen updated rankings come out just yet. They, I think they come out a little later. Um, but they give Wisconsin its first dual meet loss of the season, um, and they win it 22 to 12. Um, Wisconsin did very well in the lighter weights, uh, but yeah, including um, Gomez got a big uh, upset over the fourth ranked guy at 133. Um, and Barnett got a win at 125. Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, there were a couple good matches in there, but they couldn't do it. The weird thing for me was like, they finished with 141. It was just strange that way. Um, no, yeah. they, they start, they start with a different weight class. Yeah. That so way, that way. You're, so you when I was in it? high school, you always started with 103 and heavy, it was last. And yeah. right after I graduated from high school, they alternated what weight class was first. So it didn't put all the pressure on the heavyweight guy to yeah. have to make up points at the end. So yeah, so it went one forty nine, one fifty seven, one sixty five, one seventy four, one eighty four, one ninety seven, two eighty five, and then one twenty five, one thirty three, one forty one. And so the right. um, Barnett gets to win sixteen to, or he got a six zero decision um, there. Uh, uh, Berwick lost, Zargo lost. Those are the last two wrestlers we had. But we got big wins. Uh, Dean Hamidi, who uh, he's a freshman, I believe. Uh, he beat Clayton Wilson and Austin Gomez. Uh, he's going to move up. He's the eighth ranked 149. I had it wrong. 149. Mm-hmm. He gets the win over the fourth ranked Ridge Lovett from Nebraska. Started him off with a 3 0 lead. So it's a 4 2 decision. Did you say that guy's name was Ridge Lovett? Ridge Lovett. Yeah. Oh, my God. He should be pushing potato chips. Yeah, it's fantastic. But, yeah, then um, after that loss, uh, Wisconsin then went to West Lafayette, got a big win, 23-12 to 12, uh, over Purdue. Uh, this one, where did they start at? I'm forgetting what weight class they started with. And this one, they started with the 125. This went straight through like normal. Barnett gets the win. Uh, Joseph Zargo gets the win over 24th-ranked Parker Phileas. Gomez again wins. He gets a 14 to five major decision. Uh, uh, Dean Hamidi gets another win. Uh, he's eighth ranked at his weight class. Weiler gets a win. And number eight, Trent Hilger gets the win over Michael Wolf uh, in a 10 0 decision to his 23 12 final score. Badgers, they go to eight and one, I believe, in terms of dual meets. They're still going to be around a top 10 uh, match here, but. Yeah, they get their first dual loss of the season, so that's um, that's where they were and on hey, that. <clears throat> Go ahead. And hey, John, just said so. So when we were in high school, like it always was one hundred three one. I mean, different weight classes too. The folk, uh, certain folk style um, high school. We used to have one hundred three, one twelve, one twenty five, one thirty, one thirty five, one forty, one forty five, uh, one fifty two, one sixty, one seventy one, one eighty nine heavyweight, which was two seventy five. Yeah. And so you just wrestled from the smallest to the biggest, and. Yep. Um, especially with smaller schools like so a pin is six points uh in team wrestling unless something's changed i'm not nearly as much into wrestling as you should be a pin is six <laughs> points a tech fall which is when you score 15 points and the match is over that's worth five points uh major decision which is uh eight eight points or more that is four points a decision is three points right um and that's anything under seven Seven points or more is major, six and under. I forget. Like I forget the cutoff exactly. And so the problem is that so some of the smaller schools that couldn't fill every weight class, like we had a <laughs> heck of a time between 112 and 130. Uh, you're giving up a forfeit is the same as a pin. So we were giving up 18 points a match to some <laughs> schools. So and so when when your 103 would win by a decision and only get three points, and then you were down 18 to three. Now you got to start making up, making up points. And so 
that would put undo. So as you get later in the match too, like then your one twenty, your one thirty only scores a decision. Then your forty comes out and gets a pin, you know, stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you know, you get to one seventy one, and you know where I wrestle that, and we're down by, you know, we're down by twelve points, and it's me, the eighty nine, and the heavyweight, and our heavyweight wasn't good, and was probably going to get pinned. <laughs> that made that no, it, it affected how I had to wrestle. All right. Because instead of going out to win for yeah. if if we wanted to win as a team, you know, like and some wrestlers, of course, wrestlers are some of the more selfish bunches out there, but no. <laughs> I said it. Well, um you know, you know, especially the good ones, they're more worried about their own personal record. But like I'd go out there and like, well, I have to pin this guy. So you might try and like if anybody who knows wrestling, you know, like a, a guillotine reversal or a spladel or um, any goofy movie that you can pull off. You're trying to pull it off to get the pin to get six points. And then your 89 is out there like, all right, now I got to get at least, I got at least like major decision this guy, you know, and hope to God our heavyweight doesn't get pinned in the first, you know, at all, you know? So it's, that's, so, so after I was out of high school, they changed it. So Sometimes, you know, especially in Wisconsin, it was, you know, it, it, it by every every week it changed who started. So the 171 might be the first match of the night, which I would have loved if I could have just wrestled the first match of the night and just wrestled my own match and not care, you know, like, and had the pressure be on the 160 pound or the, um, the 160 guy who would be the last guy instead, you know. So okay. that's that's that you you were seemed a little confused <laughs> by that. And that's. The whole, I, I think the whole, re- it's, it's all about gamesmanship. So, yeah. and also too, like having people wrestle up and down out of their weight classes too. You know, sometimes you have guys wrestle well, up. Less than, which is a lot. College, obviously, because yeah. that's, that's not, right. those guys are Well, just, yeah, because they're, they're, they're stacked deep, but in high school, that's what we would do too. But yeah, yeah, it takes, a pre- it takes pressure off the heavyweights to have to, you know, you know, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun being the closer, but you know. All right, and in terms of moving on to hockey now, <laughs> UW men did nothing, just nothing. They went to Penn State like we were talking about ice size last week. Um, mm-hmm. Penn State really played well on their home ice, took care of business. Wisconsin <laughs> I, got. I spent way too much time looking up size of ice sheets around the world. I know it's fantastic. After last week's podcast, um, I was like. In a seven-two yeah. loss, both goals scored by Carson Bantle. One of them unassisted. One of them with assist from uh, Desafal and Tarek Baker. Uh, and then the other one, it was uh, Corson uh, Kuhlman's getting the goal as they lost five to one in the other match. So, uh, yeah, completely terrible weekend for uh, Wisconsin men this week. They're going to go and play number four Michigan next. Uh, sadly, also just to go with our Packers theme, number one ranked Wisconsin's women team. Got swept by number five Minnesota on the road, uh, two to one, Yikes. four to three. That hasn't happened in a while now. Um, and Minnesota is very good. Minnesota moves to two. Wisconsin drops to three in the latest poll. Hmm. Wisconsin will now go play at St. Cloud State next week. Uh, they should be able to take care of them in two games there. Uh, so that 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 is a huge turn of events. They had one loss in the season to Ohio State before this. Uh, so yeah, getting swept is uh that is something they have not seen in quite a long time. Uh, WIAC but men. As, oh, go but, ahead. but as coach would say, if if getting if getting beat by Minnesota is a precursor, if sorry, let me say that over again. Um, if we've learned anything from the volleyball season, if losing to Minnesota is a precursor, that doesn't mean you're still not going to win the national championship. Well, okay, the volleyball team beat Minnesota three times <laughs> and lost to them none. Uh, <laughs> no, wait. I thought they lost to Minnesota late, didn't they? No, no, they beat Minnesota. Did all they three sweep times. Minnesota this year? Swept Minnesota. I'm getting this year confused with last year. Yeah, I think last year uh, they swept Minnesota this year and Nebraska. Uh, in terms of WIC men's hockey, uh, Stevens Point and River Falls split. Number thirteen Stevens Point gets a four-one win, but River Falls got the three-two win on Friday. Uh, Eau Claire and Superior went at it this weekend. And uh, Superior takes the first game three nothing, and then Eau Claire takes a second four to one. Uh, Stout and Northland had a matchup as well, and Northland well Northland uh, loses both. Stout goes to six to three and a five to three win in those matches. 
uh, NCHA, which is mostly headlined by St. Norbert, who is now number seventh ranked St. Norbert. St. Norbert beats up Marion uh, and the four to one and uh, oops, where are we at? Uh, two to one. Uh, Adrian came in. Well, I'm sorry. Adrian plays Lake Forest. That doesn't matter to any of us. Uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering the, beat Concordia of Wisconsin five to two, and the MSOE Cobbers. Yep, <laughs> of course. And then a five to one win the next day. Uh, Lawrence beats Finlandia in both matches, two uh, one and four one. So that's Saint Lawrence. That's Lawrence University in Appleton. Uh, in yes. terms of women's hockey, there is beautiful no beautiful campus, by the way. Have it you is been really to Lawrence. I have. I've been there several times. Um, did Gorgeous. a lot of if you can, if you can afford to send your kids school. there, send it there. It's a good school. It's a great singing college too. Uh, if you have mm-hmm. anyone who's musical, uh, good wrestling, good wrestling team too, by the way. Yeah, and their hockey team won both games this week, and it's fantastic. Uh, How about that, yeah. Go it's, Lawrence. We don't give Lawrence enough. Are they the Vikings? The Lawrence Vikings? I think I that remember. sounds right. Sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I I've seen their logo. Yeah. yeah, my 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 high school girlfriend's older brother went to Lawrence, and so I <laughs> went down and visited. We visited him a couple times. I want to say yes, they okay. were. So um, WIAC women. The only game that happened is uh, Eau Claire, number five ranked Eau Claire, beat Stevens Point. Uh, Superior River Falls. I don't see a score, so that got game got canceled. It looks like um, Eau Claire and Stevens Point will, or pardon me, Eau Claire and Superior will play on Tuesday. There were no games uh, NCHA women's hockey this week. So we've wrapped up everything. We've given you as much as you can handle in terms of Wisconsin sports this week. Aaron, anything else to add just to make sure we've rounded everything out? John, when you're done, uh, and everybody else should do this too, make sure you get on to John's at Not So Humble Host. I forwarded him a tweet of, it's not a goal, but Kaprizov from the wild trying to put a shot between his legs up top. That kid is ridiculous. He is a, he's a superstar. He's already a superstar, but he's going to be one he of the best great. in the league. And the Wild waited a long time to get him from Russia, and it was well worth it. <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic. And that that's I, I I wish he would have made the goal, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was especially since yeah, it's against so the Canadians. Get to, get to John at not so humble host and check out <laughs> that Caprice off. Otherwise, I got nothing else. Um, thank you for. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I got a little dark there towards the end of the uh, Packers <laughs> breakdown, but I was uh, I was I was trying I was trying to avoid. I didn't want to talk about it. I just yeah. want to go right into Marquette basketball. Yeah, so, we're gonna get back right. into Marquette basketball again next week too because we're all on board and Badger basketball yeah, hey, and everybody. All right, everybody. Yeah. And you know, pitchers and catchers <laughs> report in. Oh, I don't know. We we're we're efforting to have Wendy Hanson join us next week, so we might be able to get just a little preview out of her. Um, I know she's looking forward to Brewers baseball already. Uh, anyhow, thank you for joining us for another week. Uh, it's been fun, at least fun to talk about Packer basketball, Packer football for a while here. Moving on into our basketball takes for the next several months, obviously. And uh, so we'll just see how we all handle all of this and start getting. Uh, maybe and a this, is, weird. this is why we need the Bucks to be good because otherwise we wouldn't. We don't have, have anything. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 after years <laughs> of not having good Bucks teams, I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah. Uh, you can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And of course, remember whether you are on the town or on the go. It is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.